Are you happy with your life? If you're not, you should move to Finland or Norway. <laughs> According to Forbes, those are the two happiest countries on the planet right now. And uh, well, maybe you don't want to move. And, and of course, as Christians, we don't live our lives in order to be happy. We live our lives to honor God. Whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, do it all for the glory of God, uh, Scripture says. But, but whatever you do in your life, whatever God has called you to do, happiness and joy really is supposed to be a part of it. In Philippians chapter 4, the Apostle Paul tells us to rejoice always, even when our callings get really hard. He wrote that while he was sitting in a prison cell. In Galatians 5, then the list of the fruit of the Spirit, joy is listed as fruit number two, which means that whatever we're doing, there should be the taste of joy somewhere on, on our palate. Um, when Jesus, you know, when Jesus said in John 15, you know, if you follow my teachings, if you follow, if you follow my will, you would have, he said that you would have complete joy. Your joy would be complete. You would have complete joy, which means that the amount of joy that you feel as you're going through life is at least an indicator of whether or not you feel you're in the place that you ought to be. But it's important to remember that joy isn't the same thing as pleasure. I mean, just look at Jesus. It was certainly good to be in heaven. And it's certainly good when thorns aren't digging into your scalp and nails aren't piercing into your skin. But when our Father in heaven laid over his shoulders the impossibly heavy burden of our sins, Jesus knew what he was supposed to do. And in the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, it says this. It says, For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. To stop looking in the mirror for a moment, to define greatness, and just look at him hanging on that cross. Stop thinking about the choices that you've made with your life and just think about the choice that he made with his. The choice to give up everything good and great that rightly belonged to him just for the chance to search for and find the one thing in this world that means more to him than anything. And that's you, your life, your existence. So that he could lay over your tired shoulders the soft, warm cloak of forgiveness and of his perfection. I mean, in Christ, your life, your work, your family, it's already perfect. That's how God sees it. Which means you can stop searching so hard for greatness and, in just, and just enjoy the greatness that you've already been given in Christ. I mean, there are certainly so many other things you could always be doing and you have the right to do them. There are certainly so many other places that you could be and you have the right to go there. You know, it's good to have hopes, it's good to have dreams, just, just don't miss the good thing that God has already given. You know, the fact that the place where God wants you to be right now is the place where you, you already are. If he thought something different, then he'd send you a sign or he'd send you a text message or he'd put a cloak over your shoulders or he would do something to let you know that it's time to do something different. But he wouldn't hide it from you. Because what you do in your life is, is too valuable. What you do today is too important to him. Just open your eyes. See the good things that God has called you to do. And let nothing stop you from carrying out the great life that is right now in front of you. Hey, it's Amber L.B. Swenson. You might remember when my podcast, Little Things, was right here on Grace Talks. Or maybe you've never heard of me. Either way, I want to invite you to listen to Little Things, which is now its own podcast. We take a look at little things and little ways that we can change our thinking to know and love God more. So please check out Little Things wherever you listen to your podcasts.